All right, now, we, now we've got it much better. Okay, so Luke chapter 5 is where we're going to be today. Last week, we talked about the marks of a disciple, almost like a checklist of whether or not we could actually determine ourselves if we are a disciple of Jesus Christ. Now, the, the definition I gave you last week, a disciple of Jesus is this, someone who follows Jesus Christ and His way of life and submits himself to the discipline of Jesus and His way of life. That's what a disciple is. And we went through several different steps as we kind of skimmed over many different places where Jesus was either speaking about discipleship directly or He was speaking to His disciples. And those marks of the disciples were is the first thing we need to realize that there's a differentiation between a believer and a disciple, okay? A a believer is someone who is trusted in Christ, but Jesus said to those who believed in Him, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples. So there's a difference there between a a believer and a disciple. And we also learned that we must count count the cost and we must pay the price to be a disciple, we must deny ourselves, pick up the cross, and follow Him. We must allow the, 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 um, the unchanging, objective Word of God to govern our decisions based on that but, and making a choice of right or wrong regardless of how we may feel about the situation. We make a choice based on what is true and what is right. We must be a soul winner. We must be one who would be willing to share the gospel with a lost and dying world, to be a disciple. We must love the way that Christ loves, that sacrificial, unconditional love that He has towards us is the same love that we should have towards other people, towards other people as well. And, all, and finally, what we learned in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18 through 19 is that disciples are going to make other disciples. Once we have fully become a disciple, we turn other people into disciples. Jesus said that all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Therefore, because I'm the boss, go and make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all the things that I have taught you. A disciple, in turn, is a disciple maker. And all these things, whenever it comes to being a disciple, I want you to understand it's not just a pick and choose. Everything on that list is all or none. It's either all or you're not a disciple. You can't miss one of those things. These are things that we must maintain in our lives to be a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. Now, we, we talked about the, um, the mindset, or not the mindset, that's what we're talking about today. We talked about the marks of a disciple last week. So the question I want us to all ask is, am I a disciple? Are you a follower of Jesus? Are you classified as a disciple? And some of us, um, some of us in this case, we, it's going to require us to make these changes. It's going to require us to change our mindset. This is going to be a shifting of our mind in order to adopt these marks of a disciple. So this morning, that's what we're going to be going through, is the, is the mindset of a disciple. And we're going to be picking up here in... Luke chapter 5. Okay, Luke chapter 5, starting in verse 1. This was a referenced verse that, that, was, uh, that was here last week. It says, And so it was, as the multitude pressed about to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, which is the Sea of Galilee, and he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. 
And he sat down and he taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their, nets was, and their net was breaking. So they signaled for their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came, and they filled both boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon, and Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, from now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. The mindset of a disciple is clearly displayed in Peter's actions in what we are seeing in the passage that we just saw today. The mindset is exactly one of those things that we talked about last week, the very first one, the one that differentiates between a believer and a disciple. If you continue in my word, if you will abide in my word, then you are my disciples. It requires us to have a mindset to obey God's word above anything else. But first, I want us to see one other thing. Whenever Jesus was preaching, was preaching to the multitudes, they started to press against him. In other words, he was having to back up because the crowds were getting so big and he finds himself stepping in the water of the shores. And so he goes over to one of the boats and hops in it. He says, put out a little bit away from the shore so I can continue to preach to these folks and they won't crowd in on me so everybody can hear and see what's going on. So he jumps on a boat. But whose boat is he jumping on? Simon's, right? Peter's. He's jumping on Peter's boat. Who's the captain of the boat? Peter's the captain of the boat, right? He's the captain, all right? What he says on that boat is what, is what goes, but who do we find who's giving the orders here? Jesus is giving the orders. He says, put out to the land, and he also says, launch out, and he also tells him to drop his net. Jesus is the one giving the orders on Peter's ship. If we're going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, the mindset, the first of all, is we have to understand that I am no longer the boss. We must relinquish our, um, our position as captain and surrender our life to the leadership of Jesus Christ. Whenever he hopped on the boat, Peter did exactly what he said. And so we must understand we are no longer the captain. Jesus is not our co-pilot, as some of the license plates have seen. Right? He's not our co-pilot. He's actually the pilot. You know, we're the ones, or we're going to allow him to take us where he wants to take us. He is the pilot. He was the captain. So the first thing we, have, we must understand is I am no longer the boss. Now, he also goes on to say, it says, when Peter, when Peter was instructed to let down his net, what was Peter's first reaction? Peter's first reaction, he says, it says this, in, in verse 4, it says, And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and we have caught nothing. We've done this. Why in the world are you telling me to go out into the water again and cast my net? I know there's no fish. Look, I'm the fisherman. You might be able to build a boat as a carpenter, but I know how to catch fish. But now you're telling me to launch out and throw my nets out into the water for a great catch. But I'm telling you, we just finished throwing that in there. 
There's no fish out there. But however, nevertheless, at your will or at your word, I will let down the net. Nevertheless, even though I don't think it's going to make any sense, I don't think it's going to do any good. I don't see the purpose in actually what you're asking me to do here. I think it's going to be a waste of time. But nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. The mindset of a disciple abides and continues in the words of Jesus Christ, and he's obedient. Nevertheless, I will let down the net. I will let down the net at his word. But not only that, Peter also, <coughs> excuse me, and what he was asking, it had, it had defied his common sense, it had defied you know, what he thought was actually right. But the result in actually following what Jesus told him to do and, and, and the result of him launching and going out into the deep and casting the nets, he had gotten the biggest catch he had ever gotten before. He wasn't expecting to catch any fish. But the fact that he was willing to obey the new captain of the ship and to launch out and to throw the net, he experienced something that was a greater blessing than he'd ever gotten before. I mean, the catch was so big, it was breaking their nets. He had to get somebody else, and they filled the boats, and they started to sink. What a, an amazing thing that Jesus did for him because he was willing to follow the Lord's word. So, look, I don't think it's going to do any good, but nevertheless, at your, at your word, I will let down my net. The mindset of a disciple is exactly this. But let's keep on going through this, through this passage. The mindset of the disciple is, nevertheless, at your word, I will. Nevertheless, at your word, I will. This is a phrase that we need to adopt for our lives to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. But he and his, he and his um, co-workers, Whenever they saw, saw what had happened, they were astonished. And look what had happened. Look, look at Peter's reaction in verse 8. It says, when, Peter, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. He had recognized the, the awesome power of Jesus Christ in his life, and he had seen himself for who he was against who his new captain was. He said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. In verse 9, it says, For he and all who were with him, they were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. <coughs> but not only did he command him to launch out and to cast his net into the sea, but he also called him to lay down his net forever, to drop it. The source of his income, the livelihood that he had, his job, he says, look, he says, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. It says, so when they brought their boats to land, they forsook all and they followed him. He called him to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Not only him, but also James and John uh, and his brother were called to be fishers of men, and they would no longer be fishing for fish. But however, they were to be followers of Jesus Christ and to be a disciple of him. Now, whenever, whenever, <clears throat> whenever Jesus called Peter, Peter didn't really think that he was going to be a good disciple, did he? What did he just say? Whenever he saw Jesus for who he was and if he saw him for who he was, Whenever he saw the great catch, his response was, depart from me, I am a sinful man. Jesus says, no, I want you to follow me. I'm not going to depart from you, but I want you to follow me. I want you to be my disciple. Think about that. 
He wants, he wants us to follow him. And such is the mindset of a disciple. And at the very word of Jesus, when he said, I will make you fishers of men, whenever they rowed their boats to shores, they forsook everything. They forsook it all, and they followed Jesus at that point. So such is the mind of a disciple. As nevertheless, at your word, I will. And Peter, together with James and John, they illustrate this this, this mindset this, this, that characterizes what a disciple is supposed to be, the willingness to obey the Word of God re- regardless of the circumstances and the situations around us, regardless of whether we can make sense of it or not, thus saith the Lord is a thing that we must follow if we are going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, at your, at your Word, I will... Dot, dot, dot. But what about our willingness... We've learned a lot about Peter and the situation in which he was, but how does this really refer to us and in our lives? When it comes to being a disciple, you know, we may not think that we're any good at being a disciple. We may think that we're less than or inferior, or we're not really called to be what Jesus has called these men to be. But I want you to understand, not only did he call them to be a disciple, but a few chapters later, he calls them to be an apostle. And he, call, and, he gives them, and he promises them great rewards because of their obedience and the fact that they followed him. And I want you to understand, when we read people in the Bible, a lot of times we want to put them up on a status that's above us and say, look, that's something that I can never reach. That's something that I can never do. That's something that God cannot bring out in me. But I want you to understand, these are exactly the same type of people as you and me. We can allow God to use us in great and mighty ways and, and just like the people in the Bible, the Apostle Paul, the greatest apostle, the greatest evangelist known to in the history of man, he was just a man willing to be used of God. Understand, when God is calling us to be an apostle, we don't need to be saying, depart from me, I am a sinful man. Understanding your place and your relationship with Jesus is one thing, but Jesus is calling you to follow him and to be a disciple of him. Never look at your life. Never look back and think, you know what, I've been too sinful. God can't use me. No, see, God did not come to seek the righteous, but he came to call sinners unto repentance. And for a lot of us as Christians, yes, there needs to be a time of repentance before we can make a step towards um, discipleship and being a disciple. But however, if you are a sinner saved by grace, you have the credentials that you need in order to become a disciple when Jesus calls. Do not think for any reason that you cannot be called. Don't ever say, God, depart from me. I am am a sinner. Have the repentant heart. But when he calls to follow, we need to make sure that we forsake all and follow him if we want to be a disciple. That mindset that says, God, you are the boss. You are the boss. You make the rules. I am just living in your world, and I'm here to serve and to be a follower of you. Even the vilest of, of all sinners, even sinners of even all types of sinners can be disciples of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9, listen to this. It says, Do you not, it says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, nor fornicators, nor idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, nor thieves, covetousness, nor drunkards, revilers, extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, how many of you were named in that list? Every single one of us were named in this list. And listen to what it says. Listen to what the message that Paul has for these, for people like you and me. He says, and such were some of you. That means this is what you were in the past, but 
you have been washed, you have been sanctified, you have been justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God. You have been washed, you have been justified, you have been sanctified, and you have been cleansed of all of your sin. And Jesus is calling out to each and every one of us to follow Him. He wants you to be a disciple so you can continue to make more disciples and we can impact this world for the kingdom of Christ. So when he returns, he has a great harvest to bring back with him. And he wants you involved in it. He wants us to do it. That mindset says, nevertheless, at your word, I will. And don't be, and even though we may see, feel sinful in his presence, which is exactly the case, but he is calling out to you. He wants to use you. He, he wants you to work in his kingdom. The, the harvest is plenteous, but the workers are very few. We need to answer the call to discipleship, and we must understand it's that willingness to do what the word of God says. Nevertheless, at your word, I will. We are to follow him above Anything and everything, any ambition, any relationship that we must have must be set, set second place to our relationship with Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 37, it says, He who loves father or mother or more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. The disciple of Jesus Christ has a priority with the relationship with Jesus Christ and does not allow anything else to stand in, in competition with him. Turn with me to Luke chapter 14. In Luke chapter 14, starting in verse 16, we see a situation here where, where this certain man had made a great supper and he had invited many. Starting in verse 16, it says, Then he said to him, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many. But they and all with him, all with one accord, began to make excuses. And the first said to him, I have, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask that you have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I have married a wife, therefore I cannot come. So that, so that servant came and reported these things to his master. And then the master of the house, being angry, said to the servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded, and there's still room. Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say to you, that none of those men who were invited shall ever taste my supper. If God is calling us to discipleship, we should not be making excuses. We should be willing to follow where he calls. We should be willing to say, here I am, Lord, send me. I may feel inadequate to this, but God, here I am. Lord, I'm going to trust you with what, with what little I have, but here it is. I'm offering it all up to you, and I want to follow you because I want to be a disciple. I want to do what you say. I want to impact the other people's lives around me because that is what you have called me to do. Lord, I don't understand why, I'm going to, why you're calling me to continue doing this. I don't see how it's making a difference. But however, nevertheless, at your word, I will. God, what do you want me to do? Lord, I just don't even know where, where you want to use me. 
But nevertheless, Lord, whatever you call me to do, I will be willing to let down my net. And whenever we do that, we have the mindset of a disciple. Regardless of what the world may say, regardless of what our friends and family or, or different, uh, or different, um, or different um, places of information may give us, nevertheless, at your word, I will. If the, Lord, if the word of God contradicts the popular belief, then you go against the popular belief and you say, nevertheless, at your word, I will. You're going to find the resistance you're going to find that there's a cost to pay. There's a price to pay. There's a cost for discipleship. But nevertheless, at your word, I will, even in the face of opposition. Do we have the mindset of, the, of a disciple? So the Lord may ask us to do things that we don't necessarily think may, may work. When he asks us to lay up treasures in heaven rather than the things on earth. He says, look, I don't want you to really work for things that are here I don't want you to work for things that are, um, that are here. I want you to put, tre put treasures up in, up in heaven. But listen to what he says, those who are willing to follow him. Just as Peter and the other fishermen were able to experience a great reward immediately with the catching of the fish, which led them to make the decision to follow Jesus and to forsake all, listen to what it says in Luke chapter 18, verse 28. It says, Then Peter said, We have left all and followed you. So he said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who shall not receive many things more in this present time and in the age to come, eternal life. So no matter what price you have to pay to be a disciple, no matter, what, no matter what the calling of Jesus Christ on your life requires of you, according to what Jesus Christ says here, he says that you will receive many times more in this present time and also in the age to come in eternal life. So our, our, our focus is not necessarily what we need to do with, what, with the things that we have here today and try to gather things that we have for ourselves here today, but we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and He handles everything else. And a lot of times making the choice of seeking the kingdom of God and taking care of the business that I have here on earth is, is flip-flopped. We're so stressed out about everything that's going on here that's right in front of us, and we're trying to solve all these problems around us that we neglect the calling that God has on our lives because we're too worried about this. And I think Satan uses that as a, way for, uh, to, uh, as a way for him to disrupt your worship and your relationship with God as he fills up so much baggage and garbage in our lives that we fail to focus on Jesus Christ like we should. And it starts to take our time, and it takes our effort, and it has our mind wrapped around it continually. But whenever we have to have an understanding that the mindset of a disciple chooses to focus on him and his word, and nevertheless, at his word, we do. Nevertheless, at your word, I will lay down the net. The Lord definitely does ask us to do things that we don't understand. We don't see the end result immediately, but however, nevertheless, at your word, I will. We may never see the results. How many of y'all have ever heard about the George Street Preacher? Anybody? If you have time, go home, get on YouTube, just type in George Street Preacher. You'll hear, hear the story about this, about this man. He was saved, and his story is, 
you can get all the details, but he was a man who was saved and he given his life to Christ and he said, I don't talk very good, I don't do this very well. But he made a commitment to God to give 10 tracts out to 10 people every day of his life until he died. And he went out of his little store there in Sydney, Australia. 10 people a day, he gave it, gave out tracts. And all he would say is like, it's like do you know if you were, would you go to heaven if you, if you were to die, would you go to heaven? Here's a tract. That was, that was the extent of what he did. And he never really saw any results. And I think he did this for like over 40 years continually. And you can do the math. It's a ridiculous amount of, amount of tracks that he handed out. Never saw one result of it. But you'll have, to get on, you'll have to get on there and really listen to the story. But he actually impacted many people. The guy that actually is telling the story was, was, um, was someone who had come into contact with several people who had come to know Jesus Christ because of what he had done. And, and very close to his death, when he came in, he wanted to meet this guy. He says, look, you've impacted so many people. He goes, you know what? I said, I never thought I'd done anything. I never thought I'd impacted anybody. Who knows the treasures that this man is going to have in heaven? Who knows of the welcoming that he's going to have from the people that he impacted? I mean, how many is that? Ten, ten a day times 40 years. That's what, what, ten, ten times 360 times 40. Who's the math with? Yeah, that's a lot. Okay, that's a lot. But however, he felt that he had to continue doing that. And even days when he was sick and he couldn't do it, he made up for it the next day and the next day and the next day. He said, nevertheless, at your word, I will. This was a calling on his life to do it. And he made a a tremendous impact on the world. As we prepare for an invitation this morning as our musicians come forward, the question, you ha- the question I want us to ask is, are you a disciple? Do you have the mindset of a disciple? Have you reached that point in your Christian walk where you say, nevertheless, at your word, I will? Regardless of what your feelings may be, regardless of what your situation is, are you willing to allow Jesus to be the captain of your ship and be the one who's making the calls? If you want to be a disciple, we have to have this mindset. We must heed the call and we must follow him. We must be willing to put him before our family, our work, and ourselves. And I promise you, when you're willing to put Jesus number one in your life, your family, yourself, your work will all be improved when you have your priorities in order. Are you willing to adopt the mindset of a disciple? That's really com- that really comes down to the question. If we are willing to adopt the mindset, if we're willing to say, Lord, you know what? I give up. I am no longer in control, but yet I'm going to surrender my life to you. I've been, I've been the one who's making the choices. I've been the pilot. I've been the captain. But you know what? I'm relinquishing myself of that position. And I'm totally giving my life for your honor and your glory. Lord, I'm confused. I may not know where I'm going. I may not know what this means for me. But I'm going to totally surrender. I'm going to commit my works to you. And I'm going to depend on you to direct my paths. I believe if if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to say, God, I'm willing to adopt the mindset of a disciple, no matter what you say, I'm willing to let down my net. Nevertheless, Lord, at your word, I will. Let's stand and pray. Father, we want to thank you so much for your word today. Father, thank you so much for the desires of the hearts of the people here who want to follow you and to truly be a disciple. Father, that you would just speak to our hearts and show us where we need to make changes. Help us to adopt that mindset that Peter so brilliantly displayed. May we forsake all. May we say, nevertheless, at your word, I will, whatever that may be. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. me.